This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast brought to you by Art Wiederman, CPA with Ide Bailey. Whether it's taxes and investing or planning wisely, Art is the expert to make your dental practice profitable. At Ide Bailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting and advisory services dedicated to the total care of your practice. Visit our website to access our tools and resources tailored for dentists, idebailey.com slash dentist. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash dentist. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Art Wiederman, CPA, and Ide Bailey, LLP are not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. If you have questions and or feedback, make sure to email Art over at awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com. You can also give Art a call at 657-279-3243. Without further delay, here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. Welcome to the podcast today. My name's Art Wiederman. I am a dental division director in the Southern California office of the CPA firm of Ide Bailey. Very excited to be part of Ide Bailey. We've been part of Ide Bailey for about two months, and we're recording uh, today is um, Friday, the 2nd of October. So we're now into the fourth quarter of 2020. And again, I think we're all glad to be into the fourth quarter of 2020 with everything that's going on in life. But I will tell you, this may be, we are approaching 100 episodes on the art of dental finance and management. And this, quite frankly, folks, I think is going to be the most fun one that we've ever had. And it's also going to be very informative. My guest today is a long-term client of mine, a dentist uh, who practiced in Torrance, California, Dr. Jeffrey Hoy. Now, Dr. Hoy happened to be Uh, the team dentist for the Los Angeles Lakers for 28 years and the team dentist for the Los Angeles Kings for 30 years. He was also a team dentist for the LA Sparks and the LA Galaxy and, oh, God knows how many other teams. No, I think that was all all four of them. And uh, But we're going to talk today to Dr. Hoy. We're going to talk a little bit about what is it like to do sports dentistry? How can you get into it? How can it help to enhance your practice? Uh, and he's going to tell some stories about what it was like to be um, the dentist for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Kings. And as we record this, because Jeff and I decided we had to be done by six o'clock tonight, because as we speak, the Lakers are playing the Miami Heat in game two of the uh, NBA finals. And I don't think either one of us are going to miss that. So we'll, we'll get the recording done before then. But uh, before we get to Dr. Hoy, I uh, want to give you a little information, tell you a little bit about our partners uh, first of all, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, which is a wonderful, wonderful dental magazine uh, that, that has partnered with us um, over the past year. Uh, they have great clinical content. And um, if you wanted a complimentary consultation from any member of the Academy of Dental CPAs, which I'll tell you about in a minute, you can just go on to www.decisionsindentistry.com. And they have wonderful, wonderful continuing education courses they have a package where you can have access to over 140 of their courses, courses such as impact of keratinized 
uh, mucosa in dental implant treatment. I practiced that three times before I said that. Teledentistry amid a pandemic and beyond. And cone beam imaging in oral facial cleft therapy. And uh, if you want to go onto their website, you can get a consultation with one of our members of the Academy. Uh, and do subscribe if you haven't to Decisions in Dentistry magazine and go onto their website. And um, we, uh, I am a proud member and founding member of the Academy of Dental CPAs, 24 CPA firms across the United States that represent over 9,000, probably over 10,000 dentists now. So if you're looking for a dental CPA, we at Ide Bailey, we have a great dental group, work with over 700 dentists. And the Academy, uh, again, as I said, works with close to 10,000, including our firm. So you can go onto our website, www.adcpa.org. I do have one update for you today because, again, we're date stamping these during the COVID, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, we did uh, our prior show on the, um, the reporting requirements which make you want to just bang your head against the wall. But um, they did come out with an update uh, a couple days ago. First of all, any of you who were not in practice, either hadn't bought a practice or um, uh, started a practice, uh, between January 1 and March 31, you were not eligible for this. Well, now you are eligible to file for this. Remember, this is a 2% grant that you can get. In addition to that, um, if you received an incorrect payment, you're supposed to get 2% of your gross revenue. So if you did $2 million in, a, in your practice, you'd get $40,000. If you wanted to, uh, if they only sent you $18,000, you could apply and get up to that 2% limit uh, that you could do. And in addition to that, um, there's about $20 billion left in the budget of this program. Uh, you will now be able to apply for, and they are calling this, I'm not going to get into great detail, an equitable add-on payment, taking into account uh, changes in your revenues and expenses due to the coronavirus. Uh, I would go on to www.hhs.gov, uh, G-O-V. I would look at these changes. I would also go on to our website at Ide Bailey, which is www com, and we've got a ton of information about this program. You have from October 5th, which is Monday through November 6th, to apply for this Phase 3 funding. All right, let's get to my guest. Um, oh, one more thing before I get to Dr. Hoy. I also wanted to remind all of you, we've gotten great response from our podcast that we did with Joe Stoddart and Heidi Lannon on the research and development tax credit. So if you have not already, if you have a practice where you're doing research, development, uh, new processes, new techniques, new materials, new procedures in your practice that might qualify as research and development, it's a pretty liberal conversation that we have, uh, that the government lets us have as far as this credit, go on to the website. And again, let me, let me write, let me you know, write this down. www.idebailey, E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y forward slash dental R-D. It'll give you some articles about the credit and it will also take you right to a, um, a worksheet with about 15 questions. It'll maybe take you 10 or 15 minutes to fill out about your practice. You push the submit button and one of the folks from our research and development team will go ahead and help you and determine if you are eligible for this um, 
wonderful credit, which we've gotten, you know, literally tens of thousands of dollars for several clients. And a lot of you have submitted. If you, if you haven't, go ahead and do that. All right. Now, if you haven't figured this out over the last two years, folks, I am a ridiculously huge sports fan. Um, I've been married to my wonderful wife, Lynn, for 35 years. And the fact that she hasn't basically taken a hammer to my head for the amount of sports that I watch and record and all this stuff. I have uh, lived in Southern California since 1975. I've been a, a, a diehard Los Angeles Lakers fan ever since then. Uh, I was dancing in the streets on the corner of Manchester and Prairie in 85 or 86 when the Lakers won one of their nine uh, NBA titles. Uh, and uh, it, it was amazing. And uh, I, I've had Dr. Jeffrey Hoy as my wonderful client. He and his wife, Christy, are two of the finest people I know. And um, Jeff has been the dentist, the team dentist for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Kings, was, as I mentioned, right around 30 years. And uh, we're going to talk today to Jeff about some stories he's got, what it's been like to be the team dentist, and 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 some advice that you might have for um, that he might have for you if you want to get into this. I mean, I was a, at Laguna Hills High School where my boys went in South Orange County, California. We had two dentists whose kids were on the football teams and they were part of the chain gang and they were the team dentists and uh, they got a lot of traction from that. So without further ado, Dr. Jeffrey Hoy, welcome to the Art of Dental Finance and Management. Hi, Art. Gra- glad to be here and great to hear your voice. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the 100 podcasts you've done. Uh, you make it seamless, I want to say, um, uh, in so much as I've lectured internationally and nationally on, on uh, topics related to sports dentistry. I will say this is my first podcast, and uh, we won't let the audience know what we had to go through to get my non-technical <laughs> self uh, to this point, uh, yep. which includes uh, calling Edison out to uh, remedy a power outage earlier today, as well as going through three devices to try to find one that would actually connect with your podcast app. Well, that being yeah. said, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll make it sound seamless from here on. Well, you know what? There's a lot of things you and I control. The internet and Southern California Edison are two things that we do not control. I greatly appreciate you uh, you, you taking the time. I, I'm going to tell a quick story. Um, so uh, one of my clients is, is actually, uh, we have about probably 5% of our clients in our CPA practice are not dentists. And one of them is a, a an attorney and a big Laker fan. It happens to be the, the guy that uh, Dr. Hoy was kind enough for his uh, 50th birthday he, he was kind enough to get a signed autographed copy of an NBA basketball signed by all of the Los Angeles Lakers. And that was just one of the kindest things that he ever did. And, 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 you know, to this day, he still remembers it, but I was using his seats and I brought my 11 year old son, Forrest, who's now 26. And, um, he got picked to be one of the Lakers high five kids, which meant he got to go sit on the bench during the pregame. When the Lakers came out, he got to high five them. So, you know, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, they're coming out. He gets to high five them. And then he comes back to the seat and, and Jeff, Christy, your wife came down and to say hi and we, you know, gave him big hugs. This was you know 15 years ago. And uh, Jeff, you get, you get an, you get a championship ring every single time the Lakers win, right? 
Yes, yes, and that that's one of the very, very generous perks um, afforded by the Los Angeles Lakers organization, yeah. and uh, it, it's just incredible. My my collection of pride and joy jewelry. Yeah, ex- exactly. So we're sitting we're sitting there, Jeff, right? And and I I think I've told you the story. Christy comes down, and oh, this is your son, Forrest. Oh, it's nice to meet you, and. She, he, he immediately sees the ring because the ring is, is huge. It's a big ring. Right. And she says, oh yeah, I have like eight or nine of these. And my son Forrest the, being the capitalist, he says, you have eight or nine. So can I have that one? <laughs> and he really thought Christy might just give it to him. I go, Forrest, no, you can't do that. But, um, but yeah, you and I have talked basketball and Lakers and all this stuff. So why don't we start off? Tell us about your journey and your career and then you know um maybe how you uh, uh well just uh, tell us about your journey as a dentist and and you know where you went to school and and, and about your a little bit about your practice all that stuff well uh i attended the university of southern california school of dentistry okay. and uh, where i graduated and received my my uh, dental degree uh, following graduation, uh, one of my dental colleagues and I pursued a practice down in San Diego. Now, I live in, in Torrance, California, which is geographically about 10 miles south of LAX. Okay. So living in Torrance, uh, San Diego, which is about 100 miles away, was, was not that far. Uh, uh, long story short, things didn't really pan out in San Diego. And at the time, uh, my accountant, who was not yours truly, Art Wiederman, uh, had a client who was looking for an associate. And he told me a little bit about the practice. And, and fortunately, uh, and coincidentally, the practice was located in Torrance, California, which ended up being about four miles away from where I grew up. So how nice that was. So I, I moved back to, to Torrance from San Diego and uh, joined the practice in, in Torrance, the practice of uh, Dr. Lawrence Paben and Gordon Knuth uh, partners. Sure. Yeah. So come to find out, they were the team dentists for the Dodgers, the LA Rams, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Kings at that time. And this was in the 1980s when there still was a Los Angeles Rams before they left. Um, So subsequently, uh, Dr. Pabin retired and I was fortunate enough to to step in and and help Dr. Knuth with, with the practice. Dr. Knuth took over the responsibilities of attending to the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Kings hockey team. And I would assist him in uh, going to the games and following him around and kind of getting the ropes, knowing the people, seeing what to do. And, and this was in the 1980s, folks, when, when uh, everything was a little bit, um, well, actually, a lot more primitive than it is now in regards to just about everything, technology, dentistry, you name it. Uh, the dental or the medical room up at the Los Angeles Forum, the fabulous forum, was kind of a converted broom closet. And I know uh, the size of it was, was tremendously small. It barely fit a dental unit in the room 
And that was about it. There was maybe enough for somebody to sit in the dental chair and two at the most other people in the room. Well, um, fast forward, Dr. Knuth retired in the mid nineties. And from my experience, uh, gosh, up to upward of 10 years following Dr. Knuth and, and getting to know the, uh, the appropriate people up at the, the forum and the teams, the Los Angeles Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers, I was invited to continue as the team dentist for both the Los Angeles Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers in 1995. Okay. So that was a great experience. Uh, I was able to enjoy uh, being the team dentist for both those teams at the Fabulous Forum. And then in 1999, when Staples Center was being constructed, I was actually approached by the designers to help them design a medical room, which I did. And uh, the medical room up at Staples Center was one that I designed with um, my office designer. And we equipped it, and it, it was state-of-the-art state at the time. So that, in a nutshell, is how I got into uh, sports dentistry. And I might add that the path leading to sports dentistry is different depending on who you talk to. Everybody yeah. has a different path. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that, but I want to, I mean, I may just sit here and talk basketball with you the whole time. I mean, you couldn't have been the team dentist for the Los Angeles Lakers in a more exciting, I mean, you were the team dentist during showtime, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, I don't know if I told, ever told you Magic Johnson and I have something in common, and it's not our athletic prowess. Magic and I were born on exactly the same day and exactly the same year, so I know how old he is. Um, and, um, you know, just watching, you know, the Lakers in the in the 90s and then, and then uh, you know, Kobe and Shaq, I mean, it, you must have some really cool stories. I remember you told me one time, Jeff, that that you had um, four of the and we you know four team four of the Laker team members we we can, we're not going to mention any names but um, and 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 some Hall of Famers in your office and that you also had um, reunions. Talk about that for a minute. Oh, that was that was fabulous, and that that had occurred actually uh, through the years numerous times with both the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Kings hockey team, uh, where. Uh, Part of, the, part of my duties as team dentist was to attend not only to all the home games, but also to attend to uh, the players and their families and the general management and their families and so forth on just a routine basis. So we would have um, players and their family and, and so forth, coaches and their families and general management, and et cetera. Uh, they would rotate through the office when they were due for cleanings and, and routine dental work. And every once in a while, we would have uh, several team members that would coincidentally, coincidentally be scheduled at the same time. And this one time, we couldn't have planned it better. But it seemed like everybody in the office was a Laker, and <laughs> as it should be, right? 
And, and, yeah. by, by the way, no, no, no offense on this podcast to anybody listening in Miami. I do apologize, but you're outnumbered. We got two, two, two big Lakers fans on the phone here. So I do apologize to my, my friends and the wonderful dentist in the state of Florida and, and in Miami. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I'll tell you, we, uh, we have a certain affiliation with Miami in that, uh, Pat Riley, who was right. Mr. Showtime, uh, ended up in Miami along with uh, several other Laker players. But uh, this one time in the office, we had, we had several Laker players. And I don't know if you've ever watched a talk show on, on TV, late night talk, when Robin Williams appeared as a guest. Yeah. The, the host, whether it was Jay Leno or, or, or whoever, would have to just sit back and let him go. And that's how I felt at... Uh, at at, at work this one day when the Lakers were in, we had three or four rooms full of, uh, Laker players and they were all, it was like a locker room scene where they were given <laughs> time. I could just imagine. Yeah. Remember this? Well, yeah, I did this and you did that. And, and I wouldn't have done this if you didn't do that. And they, they were getting into it. It was, it was just hilarious, but oh my God, I'll like bet. I said, I re- we couldn't have, we couldn't have planned that better. I remember you, you and Christy were kind enough to invite Lynn and I to um, to the Staples Center to a game one time, and you took me downstairs and you showed me the uh, the dental room, which was pretty impressive. And then you introduced me. Now I'm a big guy. I'm about six foot three. You know, I'm uh, my friends who haven't seen me in a while because of COVID are going to see less of me. I'm, I'm working really hard on losing some weight, but I'm down. Uh, I'm 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 down from where I was. But um, you introduced me to this very very tall man who when he put his hand out, he could put his whole arm in my hand. And, and all he said was, how are you doing? And it was Shaquille O'Neal. And I, that's when you introduced me to him. And that was very, very cool. But um, so uh, t- tell me about, give me a typical day. Uh, like, you know, you're going to, you go to work all day. So this is hard. This is not easy work, by the way. You go to work all day and then you leave the office at five. You're going to drive from, see, when, when, when you were at the forum, Jeff, it was what, 10 minutes? Uh, was, it was a little further than that. And, and, uh, particularly at that time of day, right. uh, in the evening, six thirty-seven. Yeah, uh, then, there was a lot of traffic, but then so. they moved it. But then, the, then the Lakers left the forum and went to downtown, which is right down the one ten freeway in Los Angeles to the Staples center, right in the middle of downtown. So what, what would be a typical scenario? You get to the stadium one hour or two before, tell us about a typical scenario of when you'd go to a game and how that works. Well, after after putting in a full day at the office, and right. uh, all you dentists know what I mean when I say full day, I would uh, have a change of clothes in the car, uh, change my clothes, uh, get into my get into my game attire, which was uh, uh, suit and tie and sport coat and so forth. Uh, drive up to Staples Center or the Forum, um, and kindly. Both venues provided dinner for all all allied staff and, and oh, professionals. Nice. So we ate ate dinner before the game, and then uh, checked in, made sure everything was okay, and went to our seats and watched the game. And L.A. Kings, I could always count on something going on at any moment. Right. Uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the same was true. Something would go on at any given moment, but 
the somethings that would go on any given moment were fewer and farther between, of course, than, than with ice hockey. Right. And during the regular season uh, sports, this, this, this goes throughout the league, throughout, the, throughout all professional sports. Um, during the regular season, the home team will provide uh, medical services to not only their players, the home team players, but also the visiting players. And that runs through the regular season. Then during the playoffs, uh, when the teams travel, they usually travel, the teams usually travel with their own sports medicine team, which includes the dentist. And um, so when playoffs come, we don't necessarily take care of the visitors like we do during the regular season. Okay. So what would happen if somebody got, you know, if somebody had a situation where they, where they needed somebody from the team, one of the teams would come and get you, they'd know where you're sitting in the stadium and you'd go down. I mean, I, I don't imagine you did anything intricate while you were at the stadium other than probably just getting somebody out of pain. Right. And then they come back to the office or what would, what would happen? Well, actually, uh, they would not, uh, there was only a few times that they would actually come to the seats to get me. And that's when something occurred that wasn't on the court or on the ice. If oh. something occurred on the court or on the ice, we were watching and the athletic trainers knew right where we were and they'd, they'd wave a towel. And that was our signal to hightail it down to the medical room and see what was going on. Got it. So, so we would arrive probably right around the same time that the players and the athletic trainers would, would arrive in the medical room and we were all there ready to go. That was one of the things we did pre-game would be to go in the medical room and set everything up that we would need during the game. Okay. And so I would imagine, I mean, considering you went through two Stanley cup championships with the Kings and what was it? Nine rings for the Lakers. I mean, what's it like to be involved in the, in an NBA championship or winning a Stanley cup? What was that like? Well, first of all, uh, let me address the NBA championships and that, that is, there's just nothing like it. Um, my, my first year with Los Angeles Lakers, uh, 1988 actually was the second half of their back-to-back championships they they won nba championship titles in both 1987 and 1988 and 1988 when i was with the los angeles lakers my first year they won a championship so it was it was a great inauguration to sports medicine for myself and that was just fabulous um fast forward uh, that was also the last championship they won for 12 years. Right. So we went through quite a drought uh, with the Lakers during the 1990s uh, with Magic Johnson uh, surprisingly testing positive for HIV. And I remember that day. It was on my brother's birthday. I, I, I almost cried when I heard that. I really did. Uh, I did too. Um, yeah. That that was a, a quite a dark period for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Uh, the next championship they won was the first year at Staples Center in the year 2000. And that was the first year of their three-peat. 
And those years at Staples with the with the Lakers in the early two thousands were just were were kind of a, a very reminiscent of Showtime in the nineteen eighties with Shaq and Kobe and 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 cast of characters and I'll tell you it was it, it was a fabulous time to be with the Lakers and as you mentioned earlier I couldn't have picked a better time to be with the Los Angeles Lakers and Art you're you're absolutely correct now as far as um, celebrating you know there was the parade and 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 very very luckily the the medical staff was invited to participate with the parades so we were on the double decker buses and going down downtown los angeles and and it was it was so exciting to be part of that that uh, i was just very very lucky now at that time i had been with the los angeles kings for 20 20 years when the Lakers were winning their, their, uh, triple championships, uh, fast forward to 2012, the LA Kings make it to the finals for the, for the second time. Uh, the first time they, they, uh, made it to the finals was in 1993 and, and they lost to the Montreal Canadians. Right. So then, a a, a, a very Period, a very big period of drought occurred with the Los Angeles Kings. And fortunately, in the new building, Staples Center, uh, the Los Angeles Kings made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2012. Right. And at that point, I was with the Los Angeles Kings for 29 years. They before, hadn't won a title. Before they won their first title. And I'll tell you that was that was as exciting as anything I've experienced in sports. Wow! Uh, and especially cool. to win to to win the Stanley Cup at home at Staples Center. I'll tell you one of the greatest feelings I ever had that I could remember was standing on the ice and hoisting the Stanley Cup. Oh my God! <laughs> that was yeah. You sent me a picture of that. You sent me a picture uh, of that. You texted me a picture that that was very, very cool. And um, um, my uh, uh, the accountant that Raquel Goyat, my dear, dear friend who's worked with me for over 30 years, Raquel was his who's done your bookkeeping all through your career, pretty much. Uh, She was a huge hockey fan. So she she really appreciated that, too. Um, I, I, we got so much more. I want, I want to spend the most of the rest of the show talking about what it's like to get into sports dentistry. Cause we will, and we will probably go over an hour cause I, I don't care. I love talking sports. There is one thing I wanted to bring up and, and, and it was that horrible day in January that we all experienced Jeff, when we heard the horrible news that, uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed, uh, in the Los Angeles area and he, uh, he lost his life and, so you and I talked about you, you wanted to share some, tell us about Kobe, whatever you want to talk about him. You knew him really well. You knew Vanessa, his wife and his, his, his daughters. And well, first of all, uh, relating to that day in January, I remember getting a call from a colleague of mine, uh, asking me if I'd heard any updates on a possible crash Kobe Bryant was involved in. And I said, no, I immediately turned on the television. It was on a Sunday morning. Right. And Sunday morning. I, I saw the 
the wreckage. And I, I, I just knew, I knew that Kobe was okay. I just knew it because Kobe always comes out smiling and he's, he's okay. So later on, it was, it was confirmed that, that both Kobe and his daughter and the rest of the occupants of the helicopter had, had perished in the crash. And along with the rest of the sports world, Los Angeles, I was, I was just, I was just devastated. And I, I thought about you. The first thing when I saw that, I said, oh my goodness. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Just, it, it's, it, it, I still, there's still part of me that, that finds that just hard to believe. Yeah. Kobe was just such a great guy. And I'll tell you, I've never met anybody that was so focused and so talented and so on a mission as Kobe between his talent and his work ethic. He, he could accomplish anything. He was tough as nails and he would arrive ready to go at, at practices, be, be there, just be hustling, just, he would do anything to get an edge anything he could possibly do to get better. He would do unflinchingly. Um, another, another player that, uh, I was around that, that reminded me of, of Kobe with that same work ethic was Wayne Gretzky, who Wayne always was the first one to arrive at practice and the last one to leave. And he always, always, just part of his makeup was encouraging everybody else. And I'll tell you between, between Kobe and Wayne Gretzky, they would literally pull the rest of the team along and without them, the teams just would not have been what they, what they turned out to be. Well, not, not only was Kobe's work ethic second to none, he just looks like the nicest, guy you would the kind of guy you just want to hang out with is that uh is that the way he was yes um kobe kobe would pretty much keep to himself um he 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 had tons of friends but when he was at at the games which is when i would see him uh other than um just routine times he would be so focused. He had this kind of aura, this aura bubble around him that, that just, it was just this energy field that he was taking it all in. He was just concentrating. He was so focused on, on his mission and his mission was to be the best and to win. And aside from that, when I would see him outside of, uh, game time. He was just a casual, mellow guy, and and you're right, somebody that you just want to hang out with. Yeah, that's that that's wonderful. It's a loss to the entire, not only the sports world but the entire world. I mean, uh, if you have a if you have a child, and you want to talk about work ethic, that that's that's a role model to have. Jeff, I, let's get into talking about sports dentistry. So you talked about how you got into it. So. Um, how has it enhanced your dental practice? And then I want to talk to you about if, if we have doctors out there who want to get involved, how do they do that? I know you teach courses internationally on this. 
So how, how did it enhance your practice while you were in practice? Well, uh, the main thing it did was um, it, it gave me a certain amount of credibility. Um, also, it was, it was uh, somewhat of a practice builder. People would want to go to the dentist that took care of the Lakers or took care of the L.A. Kings. Um, but people would know if they had a sports injury or if they had uh, just a traumatic dental injury, they would know where to come. And, um, along with being trained, uh, in sports dentistry, which I'll get into in a little bit, um, I was, uh, specifically took on a lot of knowledge in regards to the diagnosis and treatment of, of, uh, traumatic dental injuries. And so it kind of put me at the forefront of treating traumatic dental injuries. And I would get calls from from colleagues in the area that would either refer patients or ask me for my advice pertaining to uh, treatment and diagnosis of, of uh, traumatic dental injuries. Right. And it was just, it just enhanced my life in general. So it made your practice much more enjoyable than, than, than not that it wasn't enjoyable. Cause I, every time I would talk to you, I know you've always enjoyed your practice, but this made it just a, a, a cut above. Um, so how, how Jeff has, so how, what kind of training, if someone wants to get into sports, center, what kind of dentist, what kind of training do you need to do this? Well, um, let me start by just, uh, defining sports dentistry. Oh, that's a good idea. Go ahead and do that. First of all, as, as a member of the Academy for sports dentistry, uh, we, and when I say we, I mean the Academy is definitely at the forefront of sports dentistry. So I'll get into a little more about uh, one's involvement with the academy in, in just a minute. But first of all, uh, start by, by saying that sports dentistry is, is a branch, what we have defined sports dentistry as being a branch of sports medicine that deals with prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of dental injuries. and oral diseases associated with sports and exercise. So that's a very workable yet simple definition of sports dentistry. Now, if one wants to get into sports dentistry, uh, my absolute number one recommendation would be to join the Academy for Sports Dentistry. And you can do that by Googling Academy for Sports Dentistry or uh, the email address or the web ad, the website address is Academy for sports dentistry dot org. So it's one word Academy for sports dentistry and that, and four is spelled F O R Academy for sports dentistry dot org. And I will tell you at the Academy meetings, we have, uh, Team dentist certification courses. Uh, we provide lectures and and symposiums on uh, sports dentistry topics. Uh, to be a sports dentist uh, would would require that someone is a licensed dentist and in and in compliance with the Dental Practice Act of his or her state, and also uh, be a member in good standing 
of the Academy for Sports Dentistry. It's uh, recommended that you attend and complete the team dentist certification course, and that is very big, and I'll get into that certification course in just a minute. Also, complete a minimum of 15 hours of continuing education related to sports dentistry every three years, and those continuing ed requirements can be easily accomplished through the academy. Um, it's recommended that you acquire knowledge and expertise to educate your allied sports medicine professionals. Now, what that means is you're a part of a sports medicine team when you take care of a professional sports team or if you take care of any other uh, organized sports team. There will be allied professionals. There will be team physicians. There will be athletic trainers and there's a way that you deal with everybody. And this is uh, information that's very important and can be acquired through the Academy for Sports Dentistry. As you might imagine, um, you should be very proficient in the fabrication of mouth guards. Right. The Academy for Sports Dentistry strongly advocates the use of mouth guards in all collision or contact sports. Um, it's recommended that you're well-versed in the diagnosis and treatment of oral injuries. Now, that information is provided in dental school. It's also provided uh, in a number of other uh, areas as continuing ed. Um, established a dental support team. And what that means is when you're the team dentist, you should have several allied dental specialists on your quote-unquote dental team. That would involve an endodontist, a periodontist, an oral surgeon, and so forth. And those are your guys. Those are guys that you can call on at any time of day or night to help you out if you, if you need help. Also, which goes along with that is cooperate, uh, cooperate with your allied sports professionals, which I mentioned earlier. You're getting along and you're interacting with athletic trainers, with sports physicians, with radiologists, with emergency medical technicians, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit here. One thing that, that is very noticeable as you go up or down the ladder from organized sports, uh, uh, high school, college, professional, etc. As you go up the ladder from you know, weekend warriors, high school uh, athletic teams, college athletic teams, the sports medicine teams get a little more sophisticated at each level. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about is the difference between, you know, I, I mean, you don't just start out, you, you say, gee, I'm a big sports fan. I'm now going to be the dentist for the Lakers. I mean, you, you wouldn't start there. So what's the difference between doing it at a high school and a college level versus the level that you had to do it at? Well, the main difference is the sophistication and I, I don't know if that's really the correct term, but the the extent, rather, of the sports medicine team. Uh, in the high school, as you relayed uh, earlier with your son's involvement in, in high school football, uh, the parents 
may be involved in, in medicine or dentistry and you go to see your, your child play high school football, you're a dentist. You may be, coincidentally, you may be the only healthcare professional in attendance. So it's incumbent on you to know at least the basics. You know, what to do if somebody has a C-spine injury. What to do, even if you're a dentist, you need to know what to do and what not to do. Uh, you don't go moving somebody around when they're flat on their back and they say they can't feel their fingers or their toes. Ooh, yeah. um, uh, like I said, you may be the only sports professional uh, at that or, or sports team professional at that event. As you move up the ladder, you will have uh, required uh, sports medicine uh, participants at that event. Uh, I know the NHL, the National Hockey League, requires a dentist to be in attendance at every professional game. A, they require the NHL requires a dentist, an ophthalmologist, and a team physician be present at every single hockey game. Uh, other sports. Uh, other professional sports have those same stipulations. I know professional. Uh, I know professional soccer uh, requires that a team dentist be on on the sports medicine team. Um, basketball has requirements. All the leagues have their specific requirements, and college has that specific requirement. High school has the requirement that a physician must be in attendance. So, as a dentist. You wouldn't be required to, to know everything if you were in attendance at a high school game, but uh, you may be one of the only health professionals at a particular game at a high school, at, at the high school level. So in summary, it, it, as you move up the ladder, the sports medicine team gets more extensive. I know the Los Angeles Lakers, when I was with them, we had, we had two um, orthopedic specialists. We had a general physician. We had, uh, we, we even had a, a dermatologist and you would think, well, what would you need a dermatologist at the game for? You would be surprised how busy our team dermatologist was every single game. He's looking at something, uh, also a team dentist and emergency medical technicians uh, an ambulance is required at every game. You know, there's there's uh, requirements that you wouldn't ordinarily think of, but fortunately, somebody else has thought of all this and wow. we go along with the program. These these teams have tens of millions of dollars tied up in these professional athletes, so it, it does make sense that that, that they're going to have all the healthcare professionals there. So let's say, Jeff, we have somebody listening on this podcast and our listenership has grown like crazy. We have lots and lots of people listening and they, they, they listen and say, wow, this is just really cool. This sounds really fun. Um, how do you get started? What would you recommend to a young dentist or, or maybe a dentist in the middle of their career? And they, they say, you know, I, I'd really like to, 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 to move into sports dentistry. What would you recommend? Well, first of all, uh, you need to really take a, a, a look at your motivation, and that is evaluate your interest. 
are you a fan? Uh, do you really want to get involved as a fan? Because I know teams, you know, teams prefer a, a, a strict professional uh, demeanor. Uh, you can't act like a fan, uh, even though sometimes uh, internally you're jumping for joy. Um, you're still a professional. But in, in, uh, in becoming uh, a sports team dentist, First of all, there are only so many sports team dentists at the professional level right. of, of any league. Uh, there's 30, there's 30 hockey dentists, there's 30 NBA dentists. So when you look at the number of dentists in the United States, um, there's thousands and thousands. And, and of course, everybody thinks that it'd be fun and, and great to be the team dentist for a professional sports team. Um, fortunately, that's where I pretty much started out my sports dentistry career. Yeah, you, you started was, at the top. <laughs> that was just very, very lucky. I was very lucky. And I know a few other individuals um, that are taking care of sports uh, professional sports teams that have started at the professional level. But let me tell you, that is the, the, the great exception to the rule. Right. I also know just as many or more uh, dentists that would like to be a professional sports team dentist that are taking care of high school and college teams. Now, I will say this about taking care of a high school team. And I have taken care of several high school teams as their team dentist. First of all, these kids at the high school level are very, very, very excited and very teachable at that level. They're looking, they're looking for any edge. They're looking to get ahead. They're looking to do what they need to do to get good at, at what they love. It's much easier to, for example, to get a high school player to wear a mouth guard than it is a professional athlete. And the reason is, by the time a professional athlete has achieved uh, professional status, that athlete has pretty much got their game together. And if you try to implement anything new to their game routine, they're going to resist. They're going to say, well, I haven't needed a mouth guard up to now. I'm fine without one. Uh, unless you're a guy like Steph Curry who uses it like it's bubble gum, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. And he's, he's not the only one. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got kind of a museum of mouth guards uh, that I, I collect from players when they wear them <laughs> out. And they, they just chew them, they just chew them flat. And, um, that's why we replace them every year. But, uh, the high school players will, will take your advice much more readily than professional players in my experience. And Jeff, isn't it also true that, that this is a great opportunity to build your practice in your community? In other words, 
you make mouth guards, and, and I know you you know that there's a another dentist out there, Dr. Ray Padilla here in Los Angeles, who teaches courses. I'm sure you know Ray really well about that. And he was the team dentist, I think, for UCLA uh, and a couple of other uh, college teams. And and they talk about teaching you how to make them relatively inexpensively. And then you, you get all the kids and all the parents bring the kids in. Uh, if they're not driving, you know, because you're 16 years old here and, or 15 and a half, 16 years old in California, and they're not driving and the parents bring them in and then there's a whole bunch of new patients for you, right? It, isn't that, is that another way to build your practice? Yes, it certainly, it certainly is. Um, when you, when, when you're earmarked and, and, and noticed as a team dentist for a high school team, uh, you'll get lots of referrals because um, high school kids all live in the same area. And that's a great way to build your practice is through uh, providing mouth guards. And uh, there's a technique or, or a, a, a path you can take. And, and I talk about this in, in my lecture uh, at the team dentist course um, where you would approach uh, an athletic director or an athletic trainer of a high school team or even a coach of a high school team and offer your services. Now, I, I, I got to tell you right off the bat that you're not going to make a ton of money as a team dentist. That's why uh, I initially said evaluate your interest. Why do you want to become a team dentist? If it's, if it's to get a championship ring and ride on a double-decker bus downtown L.A., uh, you're going to be disappointed because those opportunities are very, very few and far between. Right. On the other hand, there are hundreds and thousands of high school teams that would very much love to have the support of a local dentist, someone they know that they can turn to if they have a need or an injury or whatever, or just uh, they need some mouth guards, go to the team and offer your services. Say, you know, I would like to wear mouth guards. And they'll say, well, you know, we have uh, these boil and bite mouth guards that we get from Big Five. And you say, I can make them custom made mouth guards from a model of the athlete's mouth that's going to fit only them and it's not a boil and bite the difference between the two mouth guards is uh the fit and the comfort if a mouth guard is not comfortable and if it does not fit accurately the players aren't going to wear it it's going to be a nuisance it's going to be a distraction but you can make them a mouth guard that's going to fit and be comfortable to the extent that they can talk speak to their teammates, they can breathe, they can play without it becoming dislodged. And that is a huge thing. I know when I was taking care of the Harvard Westlake uh, sports uh, football team, we had players that would graduate and go back east to college. I had one player that went to Yale University from Harvard Westlake, and he came back year after year wanting me in my private practice to make him the same mouth guard type that I made him when he was in high school. Wow. He says, this That's is great. the best mouth guard I've ever had. 
And that technique of making mouth guards, you can learn as a dentist. I know uh, you mentioned Ray Padilla. Ray Padilla taught me how to make mouth guards many, many years ago. And Ray Padilla is a great advocate of wearing mouth guards. He took care of he took care of a high school team for many, many, many years and made mouth guards for the teams. And he would advocate to approach a team and offer your services and offer to make mouth guards. And the cost to the dentist is basically your time. Yeah. Ray said he, he, I, I, I had breakfast one day when I was speaking and he was speaking at the California Dental Association one year. And he said it, it, it costs the dentist $5 to make a mouth guard, if that. And you obviously don't charge the, uh, the schools. You, you, you do it as a courtesy for the kids. And I mean, and the great thing about it is if you're practicing in the community for 20 or 30 years, uh, these high school teams, you know, most of the, you, you, not only do you have varsity, but you have junior varsity, you have freshmen, uh, you have sophomore teams. Some, some schools have four teams in, in one sport. And it's, and it's not just, it's not just basketball, it's, it's football, it's water polo, it's lacrosse. I mean, it, the number of patients that you can get involved in is, is pretty, pretty extensive, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know when we took care of the Harvard Westlake athletes, we made mouth guards for, of course, the football team, because that is required at the high school level for for teams, uh, football teams to have mouth guards. We made them for the lacrosse team. We made them for water polo. And you might not think water polo, uh, you might not regard that as a collision sport. Oh, no. (laughs) Let me tell you, water polo is vicious. And it is. I had a play one time, give me a call that he lost a tooth. He was in a, he was in a water bolo match in Honolulu, got his tooth knocked out. They found it in the pool. And unfortunately it had been out of his mouth too long to replant, but, um, you'll learn how to replant a tooth, an Avolt's tooth, um, through the academy and through the continuing education courses. That is a, that's a, a big thing. Can, can anybody people, join the academy, Jeff? Yes. Any, anybody. And you don't even have to be a dentist to join the academy. We have athletic trainers, uh, that are members of the academy. We have dental hygienists and you name it. Um, the academy is open to, to everybody. And, um, uh, I, I would suggest that you, you know, have a strong interest in sports because right. it is it is very sports oriented, as you might imagine. I but imagine. Um, yes, anybody can join the academy, and and once again, it is the Academy for Sports Dentistry dot org. And um, as I mentioned earlier, the team dentist certification course, uh, of which I'm I've been a faculty member for approximately 10 years, I lecture, I'm one of the lecturers for the, the team dentist certification course, which we provide at our annual symposiums. And the team dentist course leads to uh, a certificate which certifies you as a team dentist. And the reason this cert, uh, certificate is very important is uh, several sports organizations have mandated that any dentists that serves in their organizations, the um, professional soccer 
organization is one of them that requires their team dentists to be certified through the Academy for Sports Dentistry. Also, NATA, which is the National Athletic Trainers Association, requires that dentists that are that are uh, affiliated with NATA athletic trainers also be certified as a team dentist. Now, let me just uh, go off the to the side one uh, one little bit here and talk about NATA, which is the National Athletic Trainers Association. They are an organization with 30,000 athletic trainers. And one way that uh, sports dentistry has evolved through the years is there are now athletic trainers, certified athletic trainers at even the high school level, as well as the college and professional level. Now, keep in mind, there are 30,000 national athletic trainers. And by distinguishing yourself as a certified team dentist, these athletic trainers will seek you out and recruit you to be a team dentist for whatever sport or whatever uh, level of, of sports they're involved in, whether it's the high school, the college, or the professional level. So that's a real good way to get your foot in the door as a sports team dentist. And the, the Academy for Sports Dentistry does have uh, a relationship with the National Athletic Trainers Association where we provide speakers for their annual meetings. They provide speakers for our annual meetings. And they also have adopted our certification course uh, to meet their criteria of a certified team dentist. So that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. Well, Jeff... I wish we could do this podcast for about five more hours, but unfortunately, we're coming to about the time uh, that we're going to have to to close it down uh, as, as much as I hate to do that. I just have a couple more things. I need to give a shout out uh, to, uh, to Christy. Uh, she must be a saint. And the reason I say that, first of all, I've known Christy as long as I've known you, but second of all, you were you were gone. I mean, it's 40, 40, 41 games a year for the NBA, about the same for the NHL. And 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 you were also doing some other I mean, at one time, didn't you have four teams at one time that you were the professional teams that you were the dentist for? Art, this is this is the crazy time of uh that this was the crazy time of my life, and I didn't realize it at the time because I was having so much fun. But right. first of all, let me let me address Christy. Uh, you've mentioned Christy several times throughout the podcast, and I've wanted to jump in and just tell you, uh, tell tell your listeners, you already know how supportive she has been through the years. Oh yeah, Christy and I have been married for over thirty years, and the entire marriage, I was involved in professional sports team dentistry. Um, she has been tremendously supportive. And by the way, Christy is a registered dental assistant. So has accompanied me to, I would say upwards of 90% right. of the games. I've You've covered. told me that. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to estimate how many games I've covered through the years. <laughs> 
person. Wait, wait, to- Jeff. Let me. I'm an accountant. Let me pull my calculator out. We'll have to multiply a bunch of numbers. I, I had to do that. I figured that just the number of games I've covered at Staples Center has been somewhere between twelve and fifteen hundred games wow. at Staples Center. And that's since 1999. Yeah, and then you were before that forum. Probably probably close to that number at the Fabulous Forum. Uh So I've probably covered easily upwards of 2,500 to 3,000 sporting events through my career. Yeah. And that... And like I said, I didn't realize it till I looked back on it. And it's, and, and it's, it's mind boggling. I, I would have people ask me at the time, how do you go to work all day and then go and spend four or five hours at the forum or at Staples Center, come home at 1130, 12 o'clock at night, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. And I would say, well, you know, you just do it. <laughs> and now I look back and I wonder how I did it. But at this time that you were referring to, Art, it was about a 10-year period um, between about 1995-96 to about 2006-2007. So maybe just a little over 10 years, I was taking care of four professional sports teams. You you were telling me I'm mind-boggling. Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Kings. I was taking care of also the Los Angeles Sparks, the WNBA Los Angeles Sparks. And on the offseason, either uh, the LA Chivas soccer team or uh, one of the other offseason professional teams. I, I, I think at one time I figured that I had taken care of seven professional sports teams. Jeez. I was taking care of four teams. And two, the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Kings, their seasons would coincide right. from septem- late September through April-ish. And I say April-ish because it depends on the playoffs that happen in May, June, uh, May and June. But those teams would, would be home at the same time, and sometimes they would be away at the same time. But when they were home, I would have uh, consecutively, I would have maybe six, seven games in eight nights. I would have Lakers, Kings, Lakers, Kings, Lakers, Kings, Lakers, Kings. And that was from September through April. Well, in April, the WNBA would start up and I'd run April through October with the WNBA and with, with the Chivas, um, soccer team. Well, and and the thing is, and that makes a really good point. And again, I've known Christy as long as I've known you. Uh, the woman is an absolute saint, wonderful to deal with. One of you guys are just have been the most wonderful clients for that I've had the honor to to work with for you know 25, 30 years. And you've got to have a supportive spouse if you're gonna do this, or it's not gonna work. There's no there's no possible way it would have worked without the support of my wife. Well just so- absolutely no way yeah that's why i made sure she got championship rings as well <laughs> and got, fours, that's right she um, got the woman's she got the woman's ring <laughs> and, and i got i got the, the the men's version well that that's wonderful last question and then we're gonna have to call it a podcast would you do it all over again oh 
there's there's no question about it. I have absolutely no regrets. I, uh, as they say, left it all on the floor or the ice. No regrets. I would, in a heartbeat, do it all over again. It was wow. just, uh, as we've talked about during the podcast, it's it's put a bright spot in my in my otherwise bright career. Um, and it just, it just gave me even more something to look forward to. Well, Jeff, Dr. Jeffrey Hoy, uh, again, thank you for the honor and privilege of allowing me to help you through your career, uh, and to hear all these stories and to feel a little bit of a part of it. And, uh, folks, you just got an amazing 60 minute course on to be a sports dentist this is what it's going to take so jeff uh hang on before you know i'm going to make some announcements before the end of the show but thank you so so much for taking your valuable time and sharing this great information with our with our listeners uh and one more time give out the 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 website uh, uh of the um, of the sports uh, team or uh, the sports dentist organization that you're part of well, thanks, Art. And 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 before that, I want to I want to just thank you for the invitation. And let's consider this part one, um, because I'd love to come back and 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 talk more. Oh, but, I'm going to be doing this for years. You will certainly. You're kidding me. You give me a chance to talk sports. That that's like putting me into Wetzel's pretzels and just say sit there for four hours. Yeah. Or yeah. or or seize candy or something like that. So anyway, but um, so no, thank. All of you that would love to get involved at some level in sports dentistry, please contact the Academy for Sports Dentistry, and it's all one word, Academy for Sports Dentistry, and once again, for is F-O-R, Academy for Sports Dentistry dot org. And I hope to see you at one of the meetings. If you do come to one of the meetings, please come up and introduce yourself. And, and let me know you're there. The members are great. I know I'm rambling on. The, uh, most okay. of the members are involved with, with some level of sports dentistry, and they have teams they're involved with. And everybody you talk to has a unique story. And it's just a fabulous group of people. So I invite you to join. Jeff, thank you so much for all you've shared with our listeners. And everyone, um, this has been a great, I, this is as much fun as I thought I've, I've had behind a microphone because I could talk sports all day long. Um, again, if you want to get a hold of me in my office in Tustin, um, call us, uh, uh, call the office at 657-279-3243 or email me at a Wiederman, W I E D E R M A N at idebailey.com. Listen to our partner decisions in dentistry, uh, great clinical content, continuing education courses. Uh, look up our Academy of Dental CPAs, www.adcpa.org. Jeff, thank you so much. Great, great podcast. If this was your first one, you're a pro. I'm telling you, you did a great, great job. And um, for anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for the privilege of your time. Please tell your friends about our podcast. We're, we're growing exponentially. Uh, you know, many, many dentists were getting great comments about the, about it. We've got, uh, I'm not going to jinx it. I got my, my 100th episode. Uh, it's not in the can yet. It will be in a couple of weeks. Once I have it recorded, I'll tell you about it, but it's, uh, it's exciting for me. So that is it for this episode of the art of dental finance and management with art Wiederman CPA. 
Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. The Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast is produced by Ide Bailey in partnership with Art Wiederman, CPA, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, and the Academy of Dental CPAs. For audience questions and feedback, email Art Wiederman, awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Or you may call Art at 657-279-3243.